Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Born to Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Marsha Waiteka. Conversations plus connections equals community. Those are my three C's. The heart of my show is what's your story? It's my belief we all have stories. Some are similar, others are uniquely different. Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to Season 4. Yes, Season 4 of the Born to Talk radio show podcast. What a pleasure that is to be able to say that out loud. And as we begin 2021, I want to tell you about the guest that I'm having to start this year off right. And her name is Devin Blaine. And Devin is the CEO and president of the Blaine Group. And it's a it's a public relations agency. And I I can't wait for you to get to know her because I have gotten to know her so well. And I want to welcome you to the show today, Devin. Thank you so much, Marsha. I'm thrilled to be here. And it's, happy anniversary to you. Oh, I thank you. This show is meaningful on so many levels because of our com- because of our connections. And when I tell people conversations plus connections equals community, you are the epitome of what that means because of our relationship over these past few years because because of you I have had some of the most outstanding connections and guests and speakers uh, on my show over these last couple of years. And I thought, Devin, it was time to turn the tables and have you tell us about you. And, it's, you know, people probably think, oh, I, you guys must be best friends. And it's like, well, we are, but frankly, we've never met, met, right? Because that just hasn't happened, but not yet. This is the year it will happen. But we have had so many phone conversations together that have all meant the world to me. So I just want to start this by saying thank you to you, Devin. Oh, you are so kind, Marcia. <laughs> truly, truly, it has been a pleasure to work with you. So you, my friend, have had quite the interesting life. And I thought we could start off with you just telling us sort of your background that eventually led you to where you are today, some 46 years next month, so you're not exactly new to your field, but tell us a little bit about your background, which I find just fascinating. Take it away. Well, I'm a native Los Angelan, and I started out in high school studying journalism, editor of my high school paper. Uh on the school paper, the Daily Bruin, when I was at UCLA, and thought I might, if I got really lucky, grow up to be a newspaper writer or write for a women's magazine. Uh, Then while I was in college, I met the man I later married who really wanted his wife to be an actress. So... I became an actress and a model, and I worked every trade show known to mankind. Uh, And I did that for about 10 years. And along the way also came a 
uh, gig driving cars. I did some stunt car driving, (laughs) high-speed dangerous driving maneuvers for Chrysler Plymouth Dodge for their sales training and industrial films. God. That's just crazy. How does a how does a person learn how to do that? They say yes, and then they listen to what the walkie-talkie tells them to do. <laughs> oh man, that is so funny! Just say yes. You know, it's really funny. It, it reminds me, say yes to the dress. Um, it's funny, I, and, and you know, it was crazy. I went on that audition, Marcia, and yes. the producer said, "Are you a good driver?" And I said, "Well." Yes, I just drove back from Phoenix last night. Okay. And it happened <laughs> to be true. <laughs> well, why would it be anything other than the truth coming from you? Oh, my gosh. But, you know, before we get into the Blaine Group, because that's really what we're going to be talking about, and I would really encourage people to visit your website, which is com, And Blaine is spelled, and it's important because – Blaine could be spelled many different ways. Blaine is spelled B-L-A-I-N-E, group, I-N-C.com. So if people want to, you know, check you out while we're talking. you got to just tell people what you formerly acted in before we get over to your company. I still get a residual check every now and then for the season that I was on the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> and I, I did a few commercials and a few very small films, but that, okay. that's the one that everyone seems to resonate with. The Beverly Hillbillies. Who did not grow up with Jed Clampett? Seriously. <laughs> I don't care where your memory is. If you're of a certain age, um, you know, Ellie Mae, we we knew about the Beverly Hillbillies. That was that yep. was such a fun sh- was such a fun show to watch. But that's not the focus of today's show. And I appreciate you giving us a little bit of the background, but as I mentioned at the top, 46 years next month. That that that's not a drop in the bucket. And I would like you to just, you know, take us through how this the history of how you began your group and frankly you know, kind of why you did it. So, take us take us through those those beginning years and how this all started for you, Marcia. I wish I could tell you I really planned to do this, <laughs> and the reality is that it just happened to me. Uh, during that acting and modeling career, I had been fooling around with some writing, and had a meeting with my then managers for my career. And I told them what I really wanted to do, which was to be a news broadcaster and maybe write some of the news as well as be on camera. Mm -hmm. And they said, yeah, 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 sure, we'll keep that in mind for you. Uh, But we have this client that we believe is going to be the next major motion picture star, and we want you to handle his PR. Hmm. And I said, let me think about it. And they said, have a seat over there, pointed across the room, and give us an answer today before you leave. Hmm. So as I thought about it, I said, well, what am I doing that would prevent this? So I said, sure, why not? And the next week I had another client, and the next month I had another client, all in the acting genre. Uh, 
And at that point, I said, I don't want to be doing this for my dining room table in 20 years. I guess I better grow this. So I did. You know, you make it sound like it was easy, my friend, but <laughs> God knows it, it, you're, you're, it wasn't. There, there's anything that is as well-crafted and and the longevity that you have in doing this doesn't just happen. Well, oh, that sounds like a good idea, because obviously you had to surround yourself with people. You had to, I presume, investigate how people do PR. Maybe you thought to yourself, well, I know how I would want to be promoted, so maybe I will just apply that to the acting people that I'm promoting. Did you did you have that kind of a mindset? Uh. Having been a journalism student all through high school and college, mm-hmm. I had a part of that down. And having worked all those trade shows, I had learned enough about most industries to get myself in trouble, at least enough <laughs> to sound intelligent for mm-hmm. 15 minutes in a meeting with someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I... Of course, at every trade show, I learned as much as I could because it got real boring standing there in my hot pants or miniskirt and <laughs> orange spike heels or boots yeah. saying, how about a bag today, sir? So I tried to learn, and it also enabled me to get hired by the same companies year after year for their conferences. So I had that grab bag of knowledge, and I always got to know and learned about what the person who hired me did. And those were the uh, advertising directors or the uh, VP of corporate communications or the CEO in some cases. So I learned by listening to them. Mm. And that stood me in real good stead when I started out to do it on my own. That's really that's that's I suppose honestly many of us could apply those same principles um to a lot of industries. I love what you said a grab a grab bag of knowledge. Uh, that that's a nice visual for me. I I I'm a visual person and it and it, 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 it yes. Yeah, there, that that's there there are a few industries that didn't exist then that I've had to learn about subsequently, mm-hmm. uh, and I I've joked that things really haven't changed since then. I'm still doing the same thing, mm-hmm. but now I'm allowed to be intelligent because I'm the one advising rather than the blonde in the uh, mini skirt and high heels. Isn't that and interesting? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still working with uh, what's, what industries are hot, still working with clients in trade shows. Uh, just the script flipped a little bit. I'm, I'm now behind the scenes instead of in front. Right. And do you, do you, do you have a pre- – I mean, you've been doing the behind for so long, but do you think that that helped you to – to do from being in front to being behind to help you be so successful? Uh, It certainly gave me a lot of ideas about what's possible and how to do things. Mm -hmm. I kind of learned from the ground up. Right. 
That's that's interesting. Have you always been in the same location? Uh, you mean our offices? Uh-huh. Uh no. We we have been in these offices for just over 20 years. We were in other offices for about 20 years and the first few years I worked from my apartment, then I took a second apartment in the same building, so I walked upstairs to work. Got it. So for those that don't know where you're located, do you want to let people know where where you where your offices are located? Uh, we're at 8665 Wilshire Boulevard in Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. All right. I've, I've heard of Beverly Hills. Yes, indeed. That's 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 a that's a great location, frankly. But your I know your clients are everywhere, and that that is our, the our technology. Our clients are all over the country, sometimes all over the world. Right, and you know, speaking about your clients, that that's a that's a that's a really great segue because I've had the pleasure of having many of your clients join. Yes, me. you Most, have many many authors. I would say the. The, the majority of the people that have joined me on my show have been authors with the one exception of Susan G. Komen, L.A. County, which was a tremendous connection as well. And that nonprofit um, has been very near and dear to me. But I would say for for our relationship, the the, the people that I've had have have mainly been authors. But I would like you to just tell me about who um some of your clients are tell me tell me about the variety of clients that you that you have uh our clients are typically entrepreneurs who are uh fast track or merging growth companies or would like to be and i think you've had a few of the entrepreneurs on too including I did. Uh, yeah. Marcy Rogers of Spinemark and some oh, of right. the authors are also business owners who write a right. book like Alan Maxwell. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Wow, that was uh, a great show. So, so the real commonality, yes, we work with entrepreneurs, we work with authors, we represent nonprofits like Susan G. Komen and uh, the Peace in the Streets Global Film Festival uh, and the Polk Institute. And we also do some crisis management. Those clients you have not had on. Right. Interesting. There is a commonality, despite the the total diversity. Hmm. What what are those? All our clients are exceedingly passionate about what they do. Hmm. And that's what attracts me to them. Uh, It's really difficult for me to work with a, a Fortune 500 or Fortune 1000 company with all the bureaucratic red tape that it takes to get anything accomplished. I'd probably make a whole lot more money, but I don't enjoy the work as much. Mm-hmm. And I've done that a few times. Typically when they're targeting uh, small to medium-sized business owners, that's when they bring us in. That's interesting. So I that you know you when you're right when 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 I mentioned authors in reality they many of these these past guests are entrepreneurs and their book is just an aspect of what it is that they do which yes. um 
is absolutely true. They they are multifaceted people, and by working with you, um, you're able to to get them, you know, to me. And you know, I'm going to just give another shout out to an icon in this world, and that's um, Mother Love. Uh, uh, Mother Love yeah. is also a blog talk radio host. Uh, maybe someday I'll have the privilege of having her join me. But she has been in this industry forever, hasn't she? As long as I can recall. Yes, I, because if I remember correctly, because like you, I, I also grew up in this area, she used to be on the radio radio. Yeah, and, um, and, and she is such a hoot. Yeah. She, she absolutely she, insists that the people she interviews have a great time. Good. You know, people can tell, Devin. People can tell, I believe. Um, I've come I, I'm continuing to evolve and I know that you are as well. And when you do that, but your evolution isn't false, when your evolution is authentic and transparent, then people People can feel that. I mean, listen, nothing would make me happier than looking at you. Even at isn't the right way I want to say that. Looking with you. We are both looking with one another as I do this, which was the beauty back in the days when I first started this when I was in a studio, where the intimacy of what Zoom gives us today, you know, that kind of technology, I miss that. And I suppose that there are ways that people can can do what I do in a in a different format, where you can have that kind of technology. Uh, I I just sort of avoid adding more bandwidth to what's already up there in that head of mine, and so this works for me to do it this way. But even even saying that, I guess my point of saying it is that if what you say, whoever you are, me the host, you the guest. If it sounds like, oh, whatever, people are going to feel that. People mm-hmm. are going to hear yep. that. And people are going to be turned off by that. And I, I feel honored that because of the way you work and, and, the, and the staff that you surround yourself with, that I, you, you have a way of allowing me to interact with yourself, with, with Derek, and and establishing it's like you know what this is not a wackadoodle this act this lady really this lady has a great point of view I like what she represents I like how she conducts her show we all do things differently and therefore there's an enormous measure of trust because let's face it these are your clients you don't want them like oh my god what, what was I thinking when I sent that person your way and so I look forward to you know this year with additional people that you know come that come my way via you and I and I think that what you say is absolutely true when you when I asked you what they had in common your response was that they are exceedingly passionate like you like me and that's contagious. That's the kind of it makes contagious such a difference in life. Oh, you know, we're, that word "contagious" right now is is such a dark word, but I'd like to rephrase it and say that we can, can we can con, we can contact and we can feel the positives. Also, doesn't have to be a virus. 
we can we can feel the people's energies of what they feel and what they do and that is that is so positive and that's really my intent every week is to share that positivity and and I and I so thank that's you fabulous. for being part of it so you know you mentioned you know authors and entrepreneurs and you know I get a lot of a tremendous amount of press releases from you, like in Peace in the Street and all these different things that you have been involved in. But I guess what I would want to know, if somebody that was listening right now said, dang, I want to work with this woman, this sounds like a really great idea, how how do they find you? How How would somebody, I mean, I mentioned your website, but if somebody didn't know that to start with, they're not listening to this show, how do your clients find you? Most of our clients find us by referral. Okay. Or uh, they are people whom I've met. We have had clients work with us for one company, sell the company, come back with next business. Uh, The same with some authors. So it's pretty much word of mouth. I'm also an avid networker. Uh, and still do a lot of that by Zoom, so that that's another way that people find us. And just, it? Yeah. just earlier today, we we are doing some work with the inventor of the cell phone, I who was that. referred to me by one of his best friends, and another longtime friend of mine emailed me saying, "How do you know Marty Cooper?" Uh, they knew each other in the Navy. Hmm. I mean, it's it's a very small world. You know, I would agree with you, and maybe this is a visual for you because it's an actual visual for me. In fact, as I'm looking at, <clears throat> at your webpage and I'm looking at your logo, what I see beyond the fact that it says the blank group incorporated i see these well sometimes it looks like three sometimes it looks like two but mainly it looks like three circles and there's the smallest circles in the center and there's lines going through it and i see you in my mind as the center of that circle and when i think of wheels and circles i think of cogs i think of like you know the the Pony Express or whatever those wheels were on, whatever. Um, And what I realized that those wheels have a cog in the center and then there are spokes that go out from the cog. That's, that's, That's my way of describing it. It might not even be accurate. I'm the cog in the world of my classmates. I am that center administrator. Um, I'm the cog in other areas in my life. I see you as that cog. It doesn't surprise me that when you talk about networking, that that cog that I see you to be has a spoke over here with authors, has a spoke over here with whatever you find interesting because, you know, you find a lot of things interesting. You, you, if you're not interesting, people are not going to be interested in you. That's just that's just my feeling. You yes, yourself have so to be, true. you're not the only company in town. So, you know, for people to want to work with you, 
they need to understand, you know, you you have a great page, you have testimonials, you have press releases, you have the kinds of things that that your company does and it's like I said, it's 46 years isn't exactly, you know, a newbie kind of organization. So I I you are to be acknowledged for that and that longevity speaks a lot about you. And I know, you know, at some point towards the end of the show, I'm going to ask you about balance because I think that that's key to me, and I think it's key to most of us that want to have some balance in our life. But going back to your business, um, so what are some of the things, let's just, you know, that that you do for companies? They they get in touch with you. The, the author gets in touch with you. They've been referred to you. So what do you offer them? Uh, it depends on the company or the person and their needs. Uh, our mainstay, uh, I would say the majority of our business is media relations. Okay. Drafting press materials, pitch letters, knowing which press to submit a client to in order to reach their target markets. Mm-hmm. Uh and knowing how to pitch someone so that they work for that particular media outlet. We do do some marketing and some market research. For some clients, we also handle their advertising. Advertising is, at best, probably 1% to 2% of our annual revenue, so that it's a minor part. Uh, some clients want to do speaking engagements, uh, and we'll manage that. I, one of our author clients, we, because he wanted to do major paid speaking engagements, we found a speakers bureau to represent him, because uh, the speaking gigs that we would schedule would be for the uh, publicity value, not because of the the payment involved. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a very mixed bag. We custom design. Because uh, no, there's no cookie cutter in PR. Everybody's different, and okay. everyone needs something different to get them from where they are today to where they want to go. I I had the most wonderful phone call from a client that we've worked with on two occasions, two, three. Uh, he's an inventor. And when he hired a rep firm to help get his products into big box stores, we developed a very full-fledged marketing plan with press materials, ad schedules, social media plan, the the works, so that because you don't get into a major chain unless they know that putting product on the shelf is going to be supported with sell-through. People have to know it's there to come in and buy it. How do they know that? Someone's on a talk show. Someone's on the news. There are articles published. So we developed that plan, which would not be implemented until they made the sales. Well, along the way, Uh, we learned that that Thrive Global and Authority were doing a series on inventors. And this guy's a pretty awesome inventor. And I convinced him to just do a one-off article. What do you mean by that? 
we would only pitch the writer for those two publications. He writes for both. Only pitch him on covering our client in the Inventor series. And the writer sends over questions. Our client answers them. We worked with him to uh, massage and edit them so they would show him to, uh, in the best light, had him take photos of himself with the product. The article ran, and he called me on New Year's Day to say, did I send you an email? I meant to. We have a meeting on the 7th with a significant prospect. And it's all because they saw us in that article. Cool. And, so, and it's all all too rare that someone acknowledges that. Uh, and apparently this is significant enough so that uh, he will become a full-fledged ongoing client, uh, presuming this happens. Wow, that's pretty but cool. What, and of that, course, what a great way to start the new year. I was thrilled to hear from no him. No kidding. Well, um, I, I, I find myself sort of repeating myself week after week about something about my own personal life. One is the fact that I've added yoga to my life, which keeps my shoulders in place and calms me down. And the other is about the book, The Secret, which um, I think is a game changer for many people. And in that book, that first chapter is The Law of Attraction. And you just just, um, defined that, that our thoughts and our frequencies um, attract like thoughts and and frequencies and positivity and sometimes I'll have an experience I I had one myself today and I was like wow how did that happen and I thought well because you've put it out there you've put it out there in the universe because (laughs) your thoughts Mm -hmm. are being Mm -hmm. monitored and let's keep the positive ones and let's discourage the negative ones and when you hear them and you and you evolve and you recognize that whether you are saying it out loud or you're saying it to yourself like oh god that was really stupid you know you if you talk to yourself in those terms because you thought what you did was stupid you know so you you were just being honest with yourself but at the same token that that kind of brutal honesty isn't isn't going to help you what will help you is uh, how can I do something a little different than the way I was doing it before? Help me figure that out. And And the universe only hears the negativity that you're saying to yourself. We worked with a prosperity teacher Mm. a number of years ago, very brief time, and I learned so much from her. Uh, And I, I kind of thought that way anyway, but... One mm-hmm. of her favorite sayings was, if you don't want it, don't say it. Oh, man. Do you do you know Our if words. you don't want it, don't say it? Mm-hmm. You know, that is 
I don't know if that's in the secret because I haven't finished reading it, but if it's not, it should be because <laughs> who can't relate to that? I That's another cog for you. That's fabulous. So you've talked about this inventor person, which I'm probably going to hear about later into the year. Um, probably. Oh boy. Probably. <laughs> um, but okay. But um, – not everything has a success. Sometimes there's some hiccups. Sometimes there's a oh, crap kind of situation. Have you had any of those? Or uh, you had to manage some kind of a crisis? Uh, well, we have done some crisis management, which I can mm-hmm. also address. But we've but also had some cli- clients yeah. that plans did not work out. Uh, We worked with an author of a book called Abbey Road to Ziggy Stardust, written by the man who was the sound engineer for the Beatles records and later went on to work with David Bowie, co-produced four albums with him, worked with a number of jazz groups and, and most of the pop rock groups. Amazing, amazing man. Fabulous career. A Brit with a wonderful sense of humor. Press loved him. He was on 200 international interviews in the nine months we worked with him. Whoa. Now, what could possibly go wrong? (laughs) This was one of the books and we've worked with four bestsellers. This should have been the fifth. Hmm. It was not. Why not? He went with a music publisher. They did not know book publishing. People would go to a bookstore, and his book wasn't there to be bought. Amazon would run out of stock regularly. A book can't be a bestseller if it can't be bought. No, kind of hard. Wow. So uh, after nine months and all those interviews, it broke my heart. I was at a a book signing at Barnes & Noble at the Grove. Mm -hmm. And about 35 people showed up for it, even though it had been heavily promoted. Most of those people were from the publisher. And I heard the author's wife say, well, are you about ready to give this up now? Hmm. And I felt so bad for him. Because mm-hmm. he deserved so much more. And it's just, you know, if you don't have the book where people go to buy it, it's not going to work. Probably not. Not so much. Wow, that's too bad. Huh. I wonder what ever became of that. Um, I don't know what became of the book. I know he moved to uh, Louisville, and then he also um, moved back to England. Hmm. And tell me his first name again. Uh, Ken. Ken Scott. Ken Scott. Very interesting. Huh. Fabulous well, guy. so that's that's a that's a that's a. That's the story that went poorly, but you you mentioned that you you've had to 
have to manage some crises. What? Give me an example of what that would be like. The highest profile crisis that we ever handled uh, was, I'm going to say, 10, 11 years ago. And you'll remember it, Marsha. I think your listeners will, too. Uh, I received a phone call at 4 o'clock on a Friday afternoon, and that's classic crisis. Hmm. Everyone waits till the last minute. They know <laughs> things aren't going to get any better. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then they call. And this came from uh, a marketing firm that I did not know. They'd gotten our name from another marketing firm. Uh, so, again, that word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And the partner started by saying, I think we have a client that might need crisis management. What, 4 o'clock on Friday? <laughs> I know you do. Mm-hmm. And he proceeded to tell me the story, and then the CEO of his client company got on, called him. He cross-connected us. We conferenced. Within half an hour, we were retained. The company, small, $8 million in annual sales, uh, import-export company, headquartered in Las Vegas. It turned out that they were the source of all of the tainted wheat gluten from China that were used in all of the recalled pet food products. Mm. And we we learned that over the weekend, on Monday morning, the FDA wanted a press release out, and it became 24-7 for about two weeks. Wow. Yeah. Gosh. I know because um, of our communications that um, I don't think you ever sleep because you're up as early as I am um, doing emails and you're up as late as I am doing emails. We're going to talk about balance in a little bit, you and I. We need to help. We need to be our we need to be our accountability uh, buddies, you and I. But, I, I have um, a different take on balance. <laughs> okay. Well, good. I can't wait to hear that part. But um, – uh, yes, I'm not talking about standing in pigeon, uh, you know, or, or tree pose and, and yoga, um, but um, that must have been uh, that must have really been um, a tremendous amount of work to to do that. Okay. It I'm was, sure. and the yeah. press was so fair to our client. Was fair or was not fair? They they were fair. Oh, good. Good. They were exceedingly fair, and it's. You know, one of the things that happens when there's a crisis, and most of them don't blow up out of control, and in talking to the business owner, of course he was scared to death he was going to lose the company because of this. Uh, And he called to say, our our biggest industry trade show is in two weeks, and I'm supposed to be on a panel. What do I do? And I said, standard operating procedure in a crisis, business as usual. If you're supposed Hmm. to do something, if you have an appointment, you keep it. You do it. And here was this little tiny company that ended up uh, the CEO had the opportunity to be on the committee that wrote 
regulations that didn't exist in his industry. Hmm. He suddenly was a, a very big deal in a very small pond. And crises can do that for you. Yes. You know, probably whether sometimes, like you say, regardless of the industry, whether it's, you know, a PR marketing firm like yourself or it's a crisis in your personal life, you know, um, sometimes business as usual can actually stabilize you. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I heard you say. That mm-hmm. that is what you're familiar with, and um, you know I I I, I like that. Um, but over all these years and all these different people that you've come to know, and I know they come back to you when they release a new book, and um, they're continuing their their client relationship with you. Do you? And I, I hate to ask you this, but I am curious. Have you had like your favorite like all-time favorite client that you or just somebody that's just like, oh, man, i got to tell you about, you know, my best friend. There, there are a lot of clients that I have so loved working with. Mm-hmm. There is one standout client, the first publicly traded company we ever handled, uh, a brilliant management team, and they went through a lot of challenges. Uh, Barron's did a front page story on them at one point, which caused their stock to go from 40 to 14 the same day. Not the right Mm -hmm. direction. Mm -hmm. And when I talked to the CEO, he wasn't at all upset. Hmm. He said, that story means we're on the radar of a lot of people who had never heard of us before because we were too small. Hmm. So he had that long-term view, uh, could weather the storm and get to the next place. What, what I learned working with he and his team was the strategy that goes into a lot of decision-making. And they thought everything through. They were so well-planned. The first international ophthalmology conference that we worked with them, they had a, a... the first silicone intraocular lens, the one that's now the mainstay, after cataract surgery. Hmm. They had been through FDA testing. They had just the day before the conference opened had gotten permission from the FDA to use it in a human. It had Hmm. been animal testing before. Mm -hmm. The Inventor and a high volume ophthalmologist sent a list of patients that were waiting for their surgery until they could get this particular lens. He performed a surgery at 
7 a.m. the day after they got approval. He was on the dais at the conference speaking and showing the videotape of the surgery at 10. Wow. That's fabulous planning. That's a rarity. And such so exciting to work with. Mm-hmm. That's uh, neat. Very. Mm-hmm. And, and there are lots of extraneous things around that story, but I I learned an immense amount working with them. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice that as you look back in your career, that while you're helping others launch their product that you are also gaining so much yourself mm-hmm. it is it's it talk about the 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 adage win win you know i i that's that is totally a win win in my opinion um and i i'm curious because and we're we're I'm getting back to that balance question. I'm not getting you off on that one, okay? Because I, I want to know the answer to that. But I would like to ask you this because I know that that running your company isn't really the only thing that you do. You actually do a lot of other things as well. And so I'd like to know what what are you passionate about? Where do where do your passions lie? Well, I love spending time with interesting people. I like good food. I love jazz. Uh, I'd like to read more than I do. I read a lot of newspapers and magazines. I don't get to read that many books other than those that we work with. Uh, And I would like to do more of that. Uh, But I love learning. And that's, you know, this is the perfect career for someone who has a short attention span and loves mm-hmm. to learn enough about things to be great at cocktail parties. That's so cool that you said that. Really? You would consider yourself to have a short attention span? Yes. Wow, that gives me hope. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, I- I'm not kidding That's you. That's why that I does. like having a lot of different interesting clients. I get to learn a lot about all of them. Wow, that's neat. But let me ask you this, though, Devin. So you say you have a short attention span, but what's your recall to what you've heard? Um, it's pretty high. Good. That's that. That's terrific. Is it because you take exceptional notes, or do you just consider yourself that and an exceptional listener? Uh, part of being in the PR business is being a good listener. Because how else can you present someone in a way that helps them accomplish what they want? And if I don't present that client to you, Marsha, in a way that works for you, mm-hmm. you're not going to be interested either. So it, it takes that involvement. And, yes, I do take notes. Most people can't read my notes. Some, most can of the you? Time I, most of the time. <laughs> But once I write it down, I almost don't need to look back at it. Wow. Congratulations on that that capability. Um, And I I also take notes, and I don't know about you, but I I learned from my father 
gazillion years ago, even though we learned how to do cursive and all of that. Uh, my father always printed, and he always printed in all caps. If the word needed to be capitalized, then that good, the G, was bigger than the O, the O, and the D. But all of the letters were capitalized. And I still do that to this day. I think that'd be an interesting thing to to understand. I, I rarely do anything in cursive because I can barely read my own signature. But my printing <laughs> is pretty darn good, but it is all in caps. So when you write, okay, so now I'm just, that just, when you write your notes, how, how do you, how do you, do you just type them into the computer or do you handwrite them? I handwrite everything. And so what are your what is the style and that you're writing? And I've had more than one employee say that they can't read my cursive. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> so do you so do you print? No. You cursive. Most, most of the time it's cursive. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Once in a while I'll print something. All right. Cool. That would be an interesting, and the survey says, it would be an interesting <laughs> question to ask. That would be curious. Um, wouldn't it? That is curious. Yes. Okay, so, you know, you've done a lot of things, my friend. And what do you want to do that you have never done? I can't imagine there's something you've never done, but let's hear it. You want to scale account well, Mount Kilimanjaro? I don't know. I I have flown a plane. But I have never learned how to fly a plane, and that's always oh. been on my list. Wow, that's interesting. Uh, and, and reality mm-hmm. is probably not in this lifetime, only because of the time commitment and cost. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. So you have well, you know, if if you take this to full circle, you are the lady that did the stunt driving. So that means you like to take risks. You know, the risk taking is, I don't know, would you, do you consider in your line of work that that's risk taking? Uh, it is because you need to put yourself out there. And okay. It doesn't always work. I once did one of those uh, test, personality tests. Yes. And it came back that I was uh, 100% a risk taker. Wow. And you've probably always been that way. You know, you kind of, you know, I don't think you'd, I don't know. Well, I don't know because what do I know? Not, I didn't have, not I don't as have a, a degree kid. In this. Not as not, a kid, not so much, not huh? Not as a kid. I was hmm. very, I was, I know it's hard to believe, but I was pretty shy and reticent as a kid. Hmm. Interesting. And I worked but hard she, to change that. Well, and it sounds uh, my daughter also um, loved journalism, and she also wrote for her school newspaper. Mm. And when she went to UCLA, she um, really considered journalism, but mm-hmm. what she really wanted to do was act. And okay. so she was a she was the theater major at uh, UCLA. But if she could have gotten into journalism, she would have. She really thought about also going to Northwestern because they had a really good journalism program oh, there. That, that's the one thing I most regret in my life, really? Marcia. I was accepted to a summer program at Northwestern while I was in high school. Did you go to the Cherub program? My high school would have given me a scholarship to go. My parents 
apparently wow. did not understand how much I wanted this. And they said no because they were nervous about their 16-year-old daughter spending <gasps> six weeks more At than North- halfway across the country. Devin, do you, I, know. I wish you could see the hair on my arms because <laughs> Julie did that. She oh, went to that six-week so program jealous. at Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, was it phenomenal? It was It was phenomenal. And, frankly, no offense to her Bruins, you know, go Bruins. She felt that she got more in that six weeks now mm-hmm. than she actually got at UCLA. And the interesting. really interesting thing, Devin, is that um, – I don't know if you knew this about my husband, but he was an always an engineer. And if you're a theater major, you're typically on the more creative side of life. She was also an exceptional writer and did all of those things. But she went into she pivoted into a field of commercial construction. And those those genius brains that my husband had, she also um, wow. Had, and so she she really took the ability to perform to a different level. She performs in commercial construction instead, and don't mess with her because she she knows her stuff. But it, it's just an interesting story. But oh wow, I did. That's really interesting. That yeah, that was that was a that was an incredible experience for her to go there to Northwestern. But aside from that. I'm just curious before we get to that balance question because it's coming after this one, and that is because uh, I want to know: Have you ever thought about writing a book? Uh, I have not. Hmm. A lot of people have suggested that I do that. Yes, that and my typical retort is, "But who would read it?" The same people that read the people that you send me to, that send <laughs> that you send to me. I mean, That's there who. are. Several years ago, there was something like 12,000 books being published every year. There are more than that now because the process has become so easy to do it all on your own. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a lot of work, and what a lot of authors don't realize is once you finish writing, the work just starts. You've got to market it. Mm Mm-hmm. Unless you want that print-on-demand to never get printed or (laughs) you purchase 5,000 copies and you really would prefer to put your car in your garage. Yes. That's interesting. That's interesting. So there's priorities, and uh, I I hear that. All right, you've got got the last of this show. Let's hear about (laughs) your definition of balance I don't believe in balance Marsha oh. <laughs> I love it <laughs> and that probably comes okay well goodbye no. <laughs> <laughs> right, no, <go> ahead. <laughs> and years ago when I was in my precocious 40s uh, I read a quote that I've kind of adopted okay and that is that no one other than a megalomaniac with a vision, accomplishes anything. And megalomaniacs don't have balance. Hmm. Why don't they? 
because they are focused on that vision. All right. So no one other than a megalomaniac can accomplish anything. They don't fully accomplish their goals. I see. So I don't I I uh, you're going to have to humor <laughs> me here. I don't okay. I don't understand the corollary um by maybe standing your definition of balance and maybe my definition of balance. So you need to I I want further explanation on that. I want I want to understand that better. Well, I still spend time with friends. I still do things I enjoy doing. Uh but the bulk of my time is spent focused on the vision, on the mission, on accomplishing what it is I want to achieve. Most people, when they talk about balance, and maybe that's not you, are thinking, oh, well, I spend eight hours working, I spend eight hours sleeping, the other eight hours I'm going to carve out to family time, personal time, etc., that doesn't work for me. Hmm. That's that. You know, that's 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 really interesting. And I would say yes. I probably sit over there. Otherwise, I I would find myself being face 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 planted. That's a brand new word. <laughs> face planted in front of this computer, and by taking my camera for a walk, it allows me to refocus and what I hear you saying I think what I hear you saying is that you have no interest in refocusing your interest is keeping your eye on the focus that is my primary interest yes I do deviate when friends call and say oh we're having a party come on over well no A, if you really wanted me there, you would have invited me before the party was already started. Yeah. Uh, And am I going to drop everything and get in the shower and drive? No. Mm -hmm. Well, then I guess what you're saying is that by, by focusing how you do focus, it probably explains why you were so incredibly successful. That does oh, not come that doesn't come by mistake. That actually comes because of you doing that. And and it's not an accident. And so that I think that that's really interesting and I have a and I also would say this that I think that that's very brave for you to say that. Because I think, in reality, most people would say that balance is is the key to happiness, that you can't be so in one spot that you just don't know how to do another. And I don't really hear you saying that. I'm sure that you must have some downside where you just have to just be quiet and and just take a deep breath, however that sounds to you, whether it's 
cooking or whether it's taking a walk or whether it's, it's cooking, you know. it could be reading the newspaper. Uh-huh. There, there, there are times when my mind has been so active. Right. I've worked hard all week that yeah. I need to not do that for a while, but if I catch up on some reading, I'm good to go again in a few hours. Right. Right. So do you do you think that you get about the same amount of sleep every night or does it depend upon the day and the activities? It depends upon the day. Mhm. Yeah. Well actually since since the pandemic I've probably been sleeping more. Mhm. Yeah, we've really had to change the way we do things, haven't we? As far as how we meet and greet, you know, I, 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 I've been saying to you for so long at one of these days, I am really going to come down and meet you in Beverly Hills and sit outside. And, and, and I, and I, that is, that is on my to-do list, even if it turns out down the road, if they're telling us that we should be keeping distance, then that just means that we sit out in front of a Starbucks or whatever, the, wherever the case may be. Maybe it is even in your office where we have kept a major social distance where we can face each other and go, oh, yeah, you really do have blonde hair, don't you? Uh, and it's long, and it's really attractive. Um, you know, I, I I look forward to that. And but I I just look forward to this year with you. I feel like you know I I'm on a team with you that uh, uh, that you. is just so delightful. And at the same token, I also feel that as somebody that may come across an entrepreneur or somebody that's looking to get themselves out there, that I could be that cog for you. That it was like, well, okay, you know, yes, you've sent these people to Marsha, but, you know, as a matter of fact, I actually know somebody that would probably be a great client for you. Oh, and getting, what a getting, delightful and you, idea. Thank you. Wouldn't that be great to cross-pollinate? So, yeah. um I would I would love to be able to do that because, as you both know, as we both know, um, the more people we meet, the more opportunities opportunities we are f- for connections. Which is, isn't that what it's all about, Alfie? I mean, that's really it, it. Absolutely is. It is. So, and you know, the next time we talk, I would really like to talk about some of the other things that you do that are in the non profit world that where you are you know working with um D- Dominguez Hills and some of the other organizations that what that you are bo- yeah we'll, we'll do that the next time because I actually mentioned that here on on the blog talk page and we just we didn't get to that but I that just gives us um um feed for for more and I'm dying to know who this inventor is, um, but um, I'm going to let you um, get on with the rest of your day because you've been generous in spending this hour with me, and for that I am very grateful. And I look forward to to staying in contact and 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 being there for each other because it's just been a beautiful relationship, hasn't it? It has been fabulous, and Marcia, thank you so much. For inviting me to join you today. My pleasure. All right, everybody. So you know it doesn't stop here. You know next week I'll have another guest. I'm having a woman that's 
lives in Ohio joining me. Her name is Natalie Siston, and she's going to be with me. And I just, I just have interesting people week after week. So the the beat goes on, as they say. And until next week, everybody, be safe, take care of yourself, set your intentions for positivity, and join me again next week. Bye for now. <laughs>